Welcome, welcome everyone to the Wavetoradaf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Ayin Chet. We will begin on Daf Ayin Zayin Amurbet at the words Matkiflad of Yosef. These words are um, the first one line is Chaluko, and it's about twelve lines in the bottom of Ayin Zayin Amurbet. Says the Gemara, Matkiflad of Yosef, Ubechol Ki Gavna Mishari. Are you allowed? Even during the week to go to do to, to act like this, well, meaning even during the week, are you allowed to go through a river up to your neck? Now, there's nothing really wrong with washing yourself during the week. So why could it be a sur? Seems like it could be dangerous. Doesn't it say? It says in Navi, we're talking about when. Um, in the future, Hashem is going to make water come out of the Beit HaMikdash. Okay, there's going to be a stream coming out. And it says that he sees the stream, and he passed through the Mayim, Me'afasim, ankle deep. From here we see that you're allowed to go walk through water that's up to your ankles. If you measure another thousand of water, it got deeper and deeper. Knee deep, mikan shemutar lavor ad berkaim. By amot elaf, they 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 measured another thousand amot. This is the stream that's going to be in the future. By very meimot naim, and it led me across uh, waist deep water. Mikan shemutar lavor amot naim. Mikan veelach. From there on, by amot elaf, anachasher lo uchal lavor. They 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 measured another thousand, and he couldn't pass through it. So you see that you're not allowed to pass through something up to your neck. So how could we say that on Yom Kippur you're allowed to go through up to your neck? It's different if this stream that went from 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 the Kodesh Kodeshim was very very swift current, and therefore it was dangerous up to your neck. But if you have a slow moving creek, it's okay. Says the Gemara, Yechol Yavrin B'Sihoi. You might think that you're allowed to swim across it. It, it, it became meshahu, my meshahu, shiuta, water for swimming. So it was deep for swimming, but you couldn't get across. You might think you could cross it, this the stream in a small boat. Talmud Omar, Baal Talech Bo Anishat. An Anishat can't go through. Now, an Anishat, we'll explain in the Gemara what it means. Maybe you could pass it with a big ship. Even at sea, Adir can't pass. My mashma, how do we know that these are big ships and small ships? Don't go in a fishing boat. And a big vessel can't go through. Okay, this is all this. So Anishayit is a fishing boat, and Si Adir is a big vessel. This stream is so so swift, even the strong vessels will not be able to go through this stream when Mashiach comes. Amar Yehuda ben Pazi, Af Malach Hamavet En Lo Reshut Laavor Betocho. Ktivach About Telech Bo Anishayit. Anishayit. It says 
you can't go through it. Ani shayit tivatam mishut ba'aretz. It says about the malach hamavet mishut. It's wandering around the earth, and therefore we see that even the malach hamavet is not able to cross the stream. The stream. Amar Pinhas Mishum Behuna Bitsipora. Mayan Hayotem Bit Kulchim Bitchila Domel Kane Hagavim. We had this before once. In the beginning it comes out of the Kulchim looking like the the antenna of the locust, which is very, very thin. Kim Shigila Petakal, when it gets to the Petakal Dechal, that's a kichuchil shit, it's thin like a thread. A thread is of course thicker than the antenna of uh a grasshopper. Once it gets to the ulam, it's like a, the thread of the erev, a little thicker. It's as wide as the mouth of a small um, jug. If you have water, from a from a from a flask, from a from a jug. It's going to come out from, from the threshold of the Beit HaMikdash. That means that that's how thick it's going to be. So it starts off like the hair of a grasshopper. By the time it gets to Beit HaMikdash, it's as wide as a small jug. And then it gets bigger and bigger. Till it gets to the Beit HaMikdash. It's like a swift stream. At that point, people could... Dip themselves in the mikveh over there. Shneimar b'yom ahu yeh mekor neftach lebet avidu yushrei yushalayim lechat lechatatunida. You see that they're going to use it for for tara for people who are tamen. Amar the Yosef says mikan nevis the nidash tzichal yeshev al tzavarak ma'im. If Yosef wants to learn halacha from here, then if a nidah wants to take wants to dip in the mikveh. The mikveh has to be at least up to her neck. Now, technically, you might not have thunk that because you you might have thunk that you only need forty sa'ah. Forty sa'ah could be in any direction you want it. You could have it flat, or you could lie down, but it's only up to her. Let's say her knees, and if she lies down, she'll be completely covered in water and she'll be okay. Here, it sounds like since it mentions th- that it's going to be. Since it mentions it's going to get to be a, a current, it has to be deep. Now, it doesn't say anywhere that's going to be up to your neck, but it sounds like it has to be the right level, and the easiest way to do it is if it's up to your neck. We do not pass in like Rabbi Yosef, and Mikveh does not have to be in that any, in any particular height of the woman. Okay. We mentioned that you're allowed to walk through on Yom Kippur through a stream. And there's no problem of Rechitza. But all that was discussing without shoes, because Yom Kippur, you're not wearing shoes. What about shoes? Are we worried that maybe you're not allowed to go through because it might slip off in the water and then you'll end up carrying it? Amar 
I once saw Reb Amir Vasi that they walked, they went, got, got up to water, and they walked through it, Derech Malbush. Derech Malbush means while they're wearing it. We're going to learn this. There's two Pshatim in how to understand what Derech Malbush means. Um, we're going to learn it the Rashi way, which is that he's wearing it. There's another way that he's wearing it on his hands. We're going to learn that he's wearing it on his feet. Okay? So it seems like they walked up wearing it on their feet. Okay? Mara says, al. That's good for a, a shoe. Sandal When you walk through sandals, they're not as tight. Are you allowed to walk through the, on Shabbat with a sandal or a flip-flop? I saw Ravina walking through Derech Malbush, Yani, Malbush, Yani sandals. Rav Asher had sandal lechatchila lo. Rav Asher says no, better not to walk through with the sandal. Says the Gemara. Oh, uh, you have a phone call. A doctor calling. You missed it. Hold on. Okay. Uh, wait, let's get back to the Zoom here. We're back on. I don't see Ivan. Ivan, you here? No, he's not here. Okay. Right? Resh Kiluta Ikla the The Resh Kiluta once came to Reb Natan's house. Rafram Vakul Rabbanan Atul Pirka. And Rafram with all the rabbis came to hear the Shi'ud of the Resh Kiluta. Ravina Lata, Ravina didn't come. Now, a little dangerous not to come. Resh Kiluta was to me, haham, but also he's in charge. So you're a little dangerous not to show up when the, you know, when Rabbi Steve makes a class. You come, you don't come. Rabbi Shkuta doesn't come, you don't come. It could be dangerous. So the next day, Rafam tried to get the Rishkuta not to be nervous about Rafam, about Ravina. So Rafam told him, I guess in front of the Rishkuta, he asked him, why don't you come? This way, the Rishkuta would be happy. Oh, they don't have any answers. Amale, have a keevili kari. He said, my foot was hurting. So he told him, Ibaile Masani Masani, should have put on shoes and came. So, Gabit the Karave was hurting on the top of the foot, and I couldn't put on a tight shoe. Ibaile the Mari Sandal, he should have put on sandals, which doesn't, doesn't touch the top of the foot. Amale, Urukama de Maya have a There was a pool of water, I couldn't walk, walk through with the sandals. You should have worn it when you go through. See, he, he was assuming that you're going to carry it through. He says, okay, you should have worn it through. Don't you hold, like Rabbi Ashi says, you should not walk with sandals through. Right? It says, Tani Yehuda Bar Grogarot. Yehuda Bar Grogarot said, in a brighter, Asul Hashem al Gabetina b'Yom Kippur. Okay, this is a separate subject. No longer talking about shoes. We're discussing washing yourself. We're telling you you're not allowed to sit on mud on Yom Kippur. Now I don't know why anyone would want to sit on mud, but it seems like if you, what would you say, Rabbi? What? It's wet mud. So why would you want to sit there? Because you're hot. In the we, guys, no one realizes how things were in pre-air conditioning days. But in pre-air conditioning, people want, seek relief at any place. If they can't wash themselves in the river, 
and it's really a, a boiling day, you'll sit in a bunch of mud, okay, you'll take a bath afterwards. Amar Bishu ben Levi, Ubatina Mitpahat, we're talking about mud that has moisture in it. Amar Abayya, but Tofach Amar Abayya has to be moist, that it can, Tofach Amar Abayya, that it can uh, wet something else with it. Amar Bihuda, Mutal Tzanen Beperot, you're allowed to cool yourself with fruit. Fruit, if you put fruit on your face, it'll cool you off. Yehuda would 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 cool off by sitting in squash, sitting on a bunch of squash. He would touch a baby. A baby is cooler than an adult, and he would touch the baby. Talking on Kippur. Rabbi would cool himself with a silver cup. If you have a silver cup that's full, it's asur. Now, why is it asur if it's full? The reason why it's a sword if it's full, because we're afraid, according to Rashi's, because we're afraid that the full, the water will spill on you and then you'll be over the chitza. Okay? Chaser is mutad because it's not going to spill on you since it's not full to the brim, so it's not going to spill, you'll be okay. The parcha, if it's made out of parcha, which is clay, then EDV that's sort full and not full is a sword, mishum de mishchal shchil, because the liquid goes through. It, they, the, the if you have a what would you say? The yes, if uh, um, a clay earthenware vessel sweats, and the water comes through, comes out through it a little bit, and therefore you're really washing yourself if you cool yourself off with that, and that's asur. Ravashi Amar a silver cup is also asur because if it's polished well, it could slip out of your hands and get yourself wet. Says the Gemara. Zi'ir Bar Chama was holding all the rabbis of Kisaria. Amar le Rav Yosef read Rav Yishua ben Levi. Bar Aryeh, son of a lion. I'll tell you something that your father used to do. He had a towel on El Kippur. He would soak it in water. He would soak it in water. And then he would make it into a dry article, which means he would wring it to take out the major moisture out of it. Then he would wash his hands and face with it. On Erev Shabbat, he would soak it in water. And then he would pass it over his eyes. Adam of Amari came. He said, They would bring Mishur and Levi a towel. would put in water. put it under his head. put it under his head to, to watch it to make sure that it doesn't dry out. Okay? He would wash his hands and feet with it. Now, here it doesn't say that he wrung it. Okay? On Erev on Yom Kippur, he would wring out the towel. Maybe he wrung it onto Shabbat. Oh, okay, but, but it sounds like he's using straight. Right? You told us the opposite. And we told you that it's Asur because So basically... You're not allowed to do it on Yom Kippur because on Yom Kippur you're not allowed to 
uh, bring it. We're afraid that you might end up bringing it. Okay? Now, so basically it comes out over here that on Shabbat you're allowed to use a completely wet towel. And on Yom Kippur, it has to be just wet-ish. And dried, basically dried out, just a little moist. We're going to do questions that we asked the Bielezer. So this is a completely different question over here. And we're discussing the subject of Bechorot. In general, the Bechor is given to the Kohen. In the time of Beit HaMikdash, the Bechor is given to the Kohen, which is goes on the Zbech. If there's a mum on it, then the Kohen could use it for himself. Okay? Now, uh, to decide who, once the once the Beit Hamikdash is gone, every bechor has to get a mum, and then once it has a mum, it could be used for anyone. Okay. Now, in order to decide if a mum is a mum, you have to take it to a mum expert, and a mum expert. A mum expert is not just the guy who knows the halachot of mumi. Has to be a guy also in general who was authorized by the nasi to allow mumim. Even you might know everything, you have to be authorized by the nasi. Now the question of the Gemara now is if a person's in the Sanhedrin, so therefore we know that he knows the halachot, will we allow him to, to allow a bakhor with a mum to be used? Or do we say, no, even he needs to go to the king or the nasi in order to get permission to rule on things like this? Ivan, is that you? You're there? Oh, here's Joey. Two Yosefs walked in at the same second. We got Yosef Hamra and Yosef uh, Cohen. Okay? Says the Gemara. We're on Ayin Chet Amud Aleph, towards the bottom of the page. Uh, at the words Amar of Menasha, Bar Tachlifa, Amar of Amar, Amar of Abuchana. Zaken the Yosheb Bishiva. Shalutim is the Estabilizer. Zaken, if you have a, a rabbi, the Yosheb Bishiva, he's in the Yeshiva. Over here, the word Yeshiva means that he's in the Son of Dream. Tzarich la Til the Shut, la Til Bechorot, or Lena Tzarich. Does he need permission from the Nasi to allow a Bechor to be in? Because the Bechor needs a mum in order to be in. Does he need permission to rule on the on the blemish? Or no? This is my camera. What's the question? Haki Kamai, this is the question. They left this to the this this business of make the ruling on blemishes, they left it up to the to the Nasi in order to make him important. The Chazal wanted the Nasi to be important. The reason why I want the Nasi to be important is because nowadays we have no kings. But the Nasi was from Bet David, and he had to have authority over certain things. When calls man that the uh, Bet Hamikdash is around, so the Nasi is important on his own. When the Romans are ruling, the Nasi has very little authority. So in order to give the Nasi authority, they made it that he's in charge of telling which rabbis are allowed to rule on blemishes for firstborn animals. Okay? So our question is, Tzarich li tell the shoot? Or end the zikh? Kevin the zakem v'yoshe b'shiva? End tzarich? 
do we say he has to, he has to ask for shoot because we want we want to bring up the guy, or do we say this since the guy's already in the Sanhedrin, chalas, he's in the Sanhedrin already. Of course, he knows everything. He doesn't have to ask for shoot. But only regular rabbis have to ask for shoot. Amad Rebitz Dokman Chulki Al Aglav Amad Dokman Chulki stood on his feet and he said, "I need to eat with Rabbi Yosi Ben Zimra. I saw Rabbi Yosi Ben Zimra. Shizaken Yosheb Shiva Hava. He was in the Sanhedrin. The Amad Maala Mizikno Shazeh." And he was standing in front of this guy's grandfather, and he went to get permission. So now, when he said he went in front of this guy's grandfather, it means the Nasi's grandfather now was the grandfather, was the, was the Nasi at the time. And this Rabbi Yosef Zimri, even though he's on the Sanhedrin, went to ask permission. So you see that even a, a Sanhedrin guy needs permission from the Nasi. Amale Rabbi Abba. Rabbi Abba, this is the question. This is the story. This is the story. Rabbi Yosi ben Zimra Kohenaya. He was actually Kohen. This is the question. Is it true, like a mayor, that, that we say that a guy who's suspected about an item can't judge or testify about the item? If so, then we assume that a Kohen who stands to gain if there's a moon on the thing, shouldn't be allowed to rule. Right? Basically, basically, this Kohen, Rabbi Yossi Barzik, according to this new version of the story, Rabbi Yossi was a Kohen. And even though, of course, he knew the rules, and he didn't need permission to rule, but he wants to know, since he's a Kohen, do we say, since you're a Kohen, we suspect you of allowing all mumim, and therefore don't allow anyone's thing? Or do we say, no, that's only if you own the animal. But if it's someone else's owned animal, even though you're a Kohen, we don't suspect you. And, we hold like Rashbag that you are allowed to rule on it, as long as it's not yours. Says the Gemara, there's another question of Rabbi Eliezer. Now this one is much more relevant to us. To our subject in the, the law of Bechorot. This is the question they asked. They said, Mahu latset besandal shel sham biyom kippur. Are you allowed to go out with the sandal of sham, which is made out of reeds, on Yom Kippur? Now, you guys all know what we do nowadays. Please leave what you do nowadays out of your mind. Understand that what we do nowadays. Uh, might be questionable, but let's go through the Gemara with an open mind and see what you know. So the question is, we know you're not allowed to wear sandals, then all sandal. You can't wear shoes on Kippur. That the Mishnah said. Cool. But the Mishnah didn't talk about substitute items. Are you allowed to walk out with substitute shoes that are not leather on Yom Kippur? So everyone's going to nod, yeah, yeah, that's what we all do. The Gemara doesn't, have, what you all do, what, what everyone does over here is not necessarily so shoot at all. So the Gemara says as follows. Are you allowed to walk out with Sham? That was the question that was asked of Rabbi Elazar. We have more testimony going on over here. We're now on the top of Ayin Chet Amur Bet. I saw Rabbi Levi walk out with a sandal made out of rush on Kippur. I told him, I asked Rabbi Levi, can I also walk out with that on Tarit Zibur when, they, when they're praying for rain? Can I also walk out with those sandals of Sham? Amali Loshna, he told me there's no difference. 
another story. I'm a rabbi of Khanani, they eat at the beer there, said Diminave. She had some sandal shasham, but Tanitibur, Vamila Biomakiburi Mai, Vamila Vloshna. He had a flip story where he saw Revlezer from Ninveh walking on Tanitibur with a sandal sham, and he asked him, Can I wear that on Kippur? He said, Yes. So it's a flip, it's a what's that? What is sham, you asked? Uh, it's translating as rush over here. I'm assuming it's a type of um, of a plant that you make into make into uh, shoes. Okay. I'm sorry. The story is flipped. In one story, that he was wearing kippur. They asked him to wear it on tenitzi board. In the other story, he's wearing a tenitzi board. They asked him to wear it on kippur. Okay. Rabbi Yehuda. Nothing but a hitni. Huda went out with sandals made out of hitni. Now, hitni is also a type of rush, according to Rashi. Now, Abaya nothing but the hutzi. Abaya walked out with hutzi. You know what hutzi is, right, um, Jack? Awesome. Jack's the best. Right? Rava nothing but the yabli. You know what yabli is, right? Grass. I didn't know what it was even doing. Rava baravuna karich sudra akareve nafik. Rava baravuna would wrap a kerchief around his feet and go out with a kerchief. It seems like none of these rabbis are walking out with the real shoes like we're talking here. They're walk, walking around with grass and hitney and I don't know what. Okay. Not sneakers. So. Doesn't look like they're wearing sneakers that someone's checking to see if they're leather. <laughs> right? Mati Rami Barachama. Hakit. Okay, so now here's, here's where the question starts. Hakitia, an amputee who doesn't have a leg doesn't have a foot. Yotzeh bekav shelo. He could walk out with a wooden foot. Divrei Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yossi Oser. He says you can't go out on Shabbat with a wooden foot. This is a, we had this in Misach Shabbat. V'tani Allah, we learned in the Brayta. V'shavin shasul atzepi yom kippurim. They both agree that you can't go out on Yom Kippur. Meaning, even though even though one rabbi holds it's a shoe, and one rabbi holds it's not a shoe, but they both agree that you can't wear a kippur because it's a problem for shoes. It's a it, leather, right? It's wood. Not, no, it's wood. So what's the problem with a kippur? You can't wear shoes on your kippur. No, it's leather shoes. But the rabbi said. The, we're assuming it could be a problem because you see you can't go out with wooden foot, wooden shoes. So how can all these rabbis walk out with the kerchief and this and the sha'am and the rush and the hitni and the palm leaves and all this the grass and all the stuff? What do you mean if you can't walk out with the if a rabbi who says that you can you you can walk out still says you. The question is two rabbis. Rameir says you can walk out with a kav, which means that it's, it's like a shoe. Rabbi Yossi says it's not a shoe, so you can't walk out on Shabbat. And still, even though it's not a shoe, you still can't wear it on Kippur. So it sounds like something that's not a shoe is still a on Kippur. So if so, this sham, which is not a shoe, should still be a on Kippur. So how are all these rabbis walking out with this stuff? So we have two answers. Abaya and Rava. Amar Abaya. 
The problem over there is that they put little pieces of rags in the in the wooden part so it shouldn't rub against the, the amputee's uh, stump. They put pieces of they put pieces of cloth in there. And therefore it's too enjoyable that the guy should be feeling the cloth on his body. Uh, Jack is nodding. Binyamin is looking at me strangely. Since when is it a sewer to enjoy things? Right? You can't sit on the couch? What's going on? Amale Rava, Rava says, Vi'ilav manahu, if it wasn't a shoe, kititin masuli mana, could the rags make it into a shoe? Meaning, according to Rava, Rava understands that Abai is holding that by putting in the rags, the rags it made it a shoe. How does it make it a shoe? Ve'od, kotanug dilav min'al hu, biyongrimi asur, if any enjoyment that's not a shoe is asur on kippur, he would wrap a kerchief on his foot and go outside. So you see, you can allow to enjoy something soft on your feet. It says in the Seifa of the Mishnah that you're talking about, it says, if there is a bit kibul and you put rags inside, then it gets tameh. Michal, we see. Don't tell me your answer that's talking about there's rags in it. Because the safest says that if there's rags, it's tameh. Which sounds like the Rashi is talking about no rags. So don't answer me that it's talking about rags. Elam says no. Le'olam dekula Everyone agrees that a wooden foot is like a shoe. Ube Shabbat. So then Shabbat, how could anyone say that you're not allowed to go out with it? If it's a shoe, you're allowed to go out with shoes on Shabbat. So how could Rabbi Yossi say that you're not allowed to walk out with on Shabbat? Rabbi Yossi holds, we have a gizirah de Rabbanan, that this wooden foot will fall off. And therefore you'll carry it. Another one says you don't hold it. But really, it's a question of carrying and not a question of wearing. It is like a shoe, and therefore it's different. So according to what we're saying now, what did you just say? Thank you, Ivan. Ivan just summed up the Gemara according to Rashi, and that is 100% correct. According to Rashi, the way we're learning now, on Kippur, it's Asur to wear wooden shoes or leather shoes. No, not because you might carry. Because it's a shoe. Now, one should know, there's a few different opinions of the Yishonim about this. Rashi holds it's Taka Asur to wear any of these things. Some rabbis hold the Gemara is not allowing Shalsham at the end of the Gemara. Some Rishonim hold that everything is Asur at the end of the Gemara to wear on your shoes. You have to walk around barefoot. The, the reef is coming out that he's only Osir leather, everything else is Mutar. However, there are rabbis out there who are claiming that nowadays, if you have shoes that really look leatherish or really don't, don't look like gam, 
Chamez is a little on this program. They should be avoided and try to stick with something that's clearly a canvas-looking non-shoe item as opposed to, you know, you something that's... You're more comfortable with a $300 Nike sneaker. Uh, you're more comfortable with your arms shut down. Nike's usually... They usually they're love it. I'm saying they look like a regular full-fledged full shoe. I'm saying. Right, so, so they're claiming that that's a problem. Others are saying, no, anything that's shot. So Machlok can have to understand what's going on over here with the Rishonim. But there is a big Machlok Rishonim about what we do now. Uh... You know, the standard thing is to just check to see if it's leather, and it's not leather. I'm a brook, it's mutat. Even if it has leather, it's okay. It's okay because with the leather tongue and... Leather tongue, right, right. Who you ask? Rabbi Yaakov, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, someone who's okay with it. Yeah, it's not part of the thing, but... The, the, tongue, the tongue was leather. Okay. He was here with us last year? Okay, good. It's not clear the, is the problem the comfort or not. That's not not. It's not really clear. The machlok rishonim about these stuff. What what the kuda is? It seems like that. It seems like it seems like Rashi is differentiating between the the wood and the leather, which is comfortable, fits well, and it's good, and therefore it's a problem. And the sham, he's wearing leaves, palm leaves. I don't know what the guy's wearing. Some, uh, yeah, that's okay. That you can wear all that. That's fine, right? But other, I was saying, no, no. It's telling it, the leather. It's only leather is a problem, and therefore anything that's not leather, it's all good. Okay. Tanu Rabbanim, we learned in the Brayta. Tinokot mutlin bekulan chutzminatetznal. A tinok, which means a kid, is allowed to do all the five things except for wearing leather shoes. So he's allowed it. He doesn't have to fast. Doesn't have to, he's allowed to put oil, allowed to take a bath. Only a kid does leather shoes. says, What's wrong with wearing leather shoes that you can't let a kid do it? Are we worried that how many people are going to say, Anshi Maybe we won't let the kid wear shoes because they, they're going to figure, oh, someone put leather shoes on them, an adult put it on him, and they're going to be, they're going to think that they could put on leather shoes. Hanachnami Ami Inshi also, washing yourself or putting oil, people will say that someone did it for him. I said, no. People will think you did it from yesterday. But the, but the shoes you put on today. Maybe, the, maybe the, the mother put on the kid's shoes yesterday. No. It's impossible to leave the shoes on from the day before. Because... If a person wants to taste death, you should go to sleep in shoes. And therefore, since it's not healthy to wear shoes, for sure the kid's shoes were taken off and put back on. And therefore, that's the problem. So the problem is that we're worried that people will say that the mother put on the shoes. We didn't say that. It sounds like it's mutar to do it. Which sounds like you're allowed to feed your kid. So how are you telling me all other things are like you're not going to know? You're allowed if you're allowed to feed your kid straight. So then it's not a problem. The problem is not people going to think of you. There is no problem for an adult to feed his kid straight. Ella, no answer. Since shoes are not important for the kid, the rabbis made a gezerah. Things that are not important for the kid. 
sorry, so I'm sorry, washing the kid's body and anointing the kid's body, which is necessary for the kid to grow, that the rabbis did not make asur. My mother told me, It's important in order for a kid to grow to have hot water and put oil on him, baby oil. Gadal purta be'eta bekutna. When he gets older, you have to feed him egg and kutah. Yeah, kutah. You know kutah, right? That's, that was Binyamin's favorite dish. Kutah kababli. Right? It's not so healthy? No, that's what the Gemara was saying. Very healthy. Spoiled milk? What's wrong? Okay? Now, gadal purta, a little older, tavrimani, let him break utensils. Here you see psychological things. The kids have to learn how to break things. He would buy inexpensive utensils. And let his kid break them. So you see that it's important for the uh, psychological development of a kid to be able to break things. Okay, we're going to stop over here at the words. Take care, Ivan. It's healthy for kids.